Welcome to 112 of the Roger Snipes Show. The Roger Snipes Show. Now, most of us love carbohydrates, but what we don't like is when carbohydrates decide to stick to us and turn to fat. Restriction diets are no fun, and the crash you feel after a heavy carb binge leaves you feeling like trash. Check out Keon Lean. It's a natural supplement that helps support glucose metabolism and healthy blood sugar levels, allowing you to indulge a little without the stress of a crash and fat gain. Again, check out Keon Lean by visiting www.getkeon.com forward slash Roger Snipes and use coupon code SNIPES20 for 20% off. This podcast is brought to you by Clearlight Infrared Sauna. If you want the ultimate biohack, then this is it. Clearlight Infrared Sauna has state-of-the-art heating technology to produce optimal wavelengths of 360 degrees infrared heat. Traditional saunas raise the temperature from the air, but infrared saunas raise your temperature from the core. The result is deeper tissue penetration. This is the perfect way to remove toxins. It promotes healing, revitalization, penetrates fat cells, and stimulates metabolism. Clear Light Saunas is energy efficient, costing up to 45p per hour, virtually close to no EMF and low ELF technology. They also use eco-certified wood, so no toxic fumes when heated. You also get a lifetime warranty on a residential sauna. If you'd like to learn more about Clearlight Saunas or pick one up for yourself, then just click the link in the show notes and check it out. Yo, what's going on, peeps? Hope all is great and welcome back to the Roger Snipe Show. So today I have a special guest. Well, everyone's a special guest. Everyone is a special guest. But today, um, it's actually someone that I have known for a number of years. Uh, just like a few other guests that I've had on, um, this person goes by the name of Oliver Richter. I first met Oliver in 2016 at a fitness expo in, I think, Germany or Barcelona. At the time, I was working there as a sponsored athlete, and he was visiting, um, yeah, I think um, either to get some inspiration or possibly to understand the fitness industry and where he could fit in with his meat company, which is called Muscle Meat. Um, it was quite a big surprise, uh, pun intended. Um, so he came over to the stand and came over to greet himself. And <laughs> I, it was like, I just looked at his chest and then work my way up to find his head. I was like, wow, you are a monstrosity. 
the dude was humongous but like you know as we got speaking um man i just learned that he was such a really nice humble he's like the friendly giant you know really really nice guy so the next time we met was in 2021 so end of last year i was actually filming as a supporting artist in pinewood studio and I was told by one of the other supporting artists that Indiana Jones was being filmed in one of the neighboring studios. And I was like, wow, Indiana Jones. And then I found out that Oliver was going to be in the movie too. I think he put it on his social media or I think it was a combination where someone said that there is this massive guy that is there uh, by the name of Oliver. And I thought, wait, no. So then I checked on his social media to find that he was going to be there. So I was like, how crazy is that? Because I was at the studio. He was also at the studio, but we were just in, um, uh, there's like Pinewood Studios has like loads of different separate studios. And he was in one of them. They look like tents. So I was in one tent and he was literally about five minutes away. And I was like, hey, bro, I just found out you're in the area, man. Like, what's up? Let's let's meet for lunch. Um, but times when he was available and when I was available just kind of clashed, really. So we just decided to meet up outside of the studio um, at the gym. So we had a training session, then went for lunch and just kind of caught up just to see how he was doing. Because I had no idea that he was really well he had an interest in the film industry i mean myself um this is this isn't about me but uh, myself i only recently found out that there's um particular job roles that i could do in as a supporting artist but um but oliver had been taking the plunge with an actual big agent to do some really really good roles um, but it was really interesting catching up, you know, finding out what he'd been up to and um, just his journey. So today um, we discuss about, yeah, his journey from school, what it was like growing up um, uh, through to the company which he has built and um, yeah, built with I think his brother um, or another family member. Um, into how we got into movies. So it's really interesting, you know, especially with someone of his height, you know that life is not going to be normal. <clears throat> Even if you live a normal life, <laughs> you can only try to live a normal life. At that height, um, you're going to have people like questioning, dude, what do you eat? <laughs> Which is one of the things we cover as well. Now, Oliver has a height which doesn't go unnoticed. Two meters, 18 centimeters. Wow. Or just under seven foot two. He is a Dutch bodybuilder, actor, model, and the founder and CEO of Muscle Meat. He's known for his imposing height and physique. Um, he was the cover model of the November 2018 Netherlands edition of Men's Health. 
It is known that his inspiration is Richard Keel, the actor of equal height, who has portrayed the henchman in Jaws. Movies which he has been in are Ravers, Nailed, Black Widow, The Electrical Life of Lewis Wayne, The Kingsman, and Indiana Jones. Anyhow, without further ado, let's bring on Oliver Richter. Hey, Oliver, how you doing, my Hello. friend? Pretty good, pretty good. Back in London. yes welcome back um yeah thanks for that training session that we had that was fun man that was fun absolutely holy damn you're strong i'm unbelievable how sometimes uh i see these bodybuilders like you and then they pick up the 60 kilos and then shit i still have a long way to go in strength wise (laughs) oh god bless you man i think what works in my favor is that i it's, I'm a bit more compact, you know, you've got a lot of body to fill out. So, you know, and when I saw you doing some shoulder presses, I was thinking, wow, that is traveling a far distance, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I once had a conversation with uh, Bjorn Hafner, you know, the strongest man on uh, on planet Earth. <laughs> and I asked him, well, how do you see our height versus the strength? And he says, well, if you're on the same weight and same training level, a taller person will be uh, weaker because he has to live longer. The The weight is further away, so it's heavier. Uh, but the thing is, our frame is so big, you can go beyond a level that a normal frame can't. So eventually he was like 210 kilos or something. I guess he has proven a point that you can go beyond, you know, the mm-hmm. normal size frame has a limit and a giant frame you can go beyond <laughs> that that's what he meant and i guess he's right yeah who is that guy there is um what is that bodybuilder um what his name now i forgot his name i should have written his name down it was a guy oh man he's got blonde hair i think he's austrian or german i know he was on generation iron Come on. Oh, there's, there's loads of guys that was on that, but he was pretty tall and he filled himself out. Um, yeah, yeah, it's admirable for guys that are so tall. Um, yeah, major respect. So, Oliver, you are known as the Dutch bodybuilder, mm-hmm. actor, model, and founder or CEO of Muscle Meat, and yeah. you're mainly known because of your crazy height. How tall are you? I'm 7'2", which is 2 meter 18, yeah. So uh, I'm the second tallest of Holland. There's one man that's taller than me, but that uh, proves uh, how how tall. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. Uh, my brother stayed at 2 meter, and my father as well. And why I've become like one head bigger, like 18 centimeters, has uh, always been a question. I did a lot of research in hospitals uh, with blood tests and stuff, and they could never find anything. So they just called me, and the doctor just said, you're just a nat- natural giant. So, okay, thank you. <laughs> but that's good because no uh, no diseases, no uh, heart issues, so, yeah. Yeah, because you do hear stuff like that with people of such 
monstrosity for a height. They tend to have some sort of heart murmurs or something like that. It's like everything. Yeah, no, one of the most uh, well-known is uh, Marfan syndrome. So then your limbs grow longer than your torso, and you got you got some crazy stuff in nature. But uh, yeah, I'm lucky. <laughs> oh, that's a blessing. You said um, your your brother and your father at all as well. Is that right? Yeah, they, they both stick at two meter. That's something like six five. And my mother is five uh, eleven. <laughs> so that's uh, one meter eighty, I think, in uh, translation. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So yeah, no, it's, it's a tall family, but uh, I went a little bit extreme. Uh, some say it was because I was always drinking two liters of milk a day that I became so much taller than my brother. My brother also uh, was smoking two packs of cigarettes every day during his puberty. You know, that doesn't help. So uh, I was always healthy and uh, maybe that helped a little bit. But it's, of course, in the genes. I get so many questions on Instagram, private messages from uh, people outside my country, like, how can I t go taller? And, you know, it's, it's the thing is, as I read about it on Google, it's just um, the limit is already in your genes. But to reach that limit, you just have to live healthy, else you won't reach it. But you can't change the maximum. Yeah, I, I even I get that. And I'm like 5'10 and a bit, you know? Yeah. And yeah, how can I be taller? Like, I don't know. I don't think there is a thing. Um, yeah, I, I think in China, they might have used some sort of tools to try and stretch you out or something like that. I don't know if that's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know if that's a practice still, still happening right now, but uh, no, I wouldn't advise anyone to do that either. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I want to say congrats on the uh, recent... Uh, the feature in the movie, the King's Man, the King, the King's Man. It's called. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. It just got released, and uh, I, I haven't seen it yet. It's crazy, right? Because it, it uh, was filmed three years ago. It just been released, and I was in Holland where the cinemas are closed when it got released. And now I'm back in London, so I'm going tonight. Oh. <laughs> a lot of responses on my Instagram, like, "Oh, great scene! Uh, boy, oh boy, you were hard to kill." That kind of stuff. <laughs> it's already in the trailers that I'm going to die so it's not a secret anymore so I can say that but uh, yeah it was uh, amazing that uh, after such a long journey of 10 years of bodybuilding uh, 3 years of searching an agent I finally got my first casting and the first casting was the Kingsman which immediately wanted me from there their ball started rolling into becoming a movie actor that's amazing that's a, that's a very short version but uh, <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get into that um well, I was just quite interested in um, this this movie itself. Um, you kept quiet about it for, you said it was recorded three years ago. Yeah, so post-production, you know, the editing of the movie is always one year. So when you film, you're always, as an actor, you're always one year behind. So you film a movie, then you have to wait a year, then you see it. But when the movie was finished, uh, also the editing, then COVID came in. And they kept Disney kept postponing it for two years until the right moment, until cinemas worldwide were open. And they, of course, had so many movies to release, like Black Widow, which I was also in. And uh, yeah, uh, it took a long while. Wow. <laughs> <Three years. laughs> wow, wow. And now we're here. Amazing. Um, so back to your height. <laughs> I'm, still, I'm still quite amazed. I want to know, did you, was you like an like an, an average size baby or was you, or, you know, was no, you an average size baby and then all of a sudden sprouted out or uh, what, what was your weight as a, as a baby? Do you remember? 
Uh, and I have to ask my mother about the weight, but I do know the height. It was uh, a normal baby is 50 centimeters. Okay. On average, and I was uh, 60 centimeters. So that's already uh, uh, 20% bigger. Right. <laughs> and yeah, I do remember when I was 14 years old, I was already 6'5", 2 meters. My gosh. When I was 19, I became 2 meter 18. Uh, the hospital asked if I wanted to go on to uh, um, hormones to uh, in increase the speed of puberty so you grow less. I, I never I never did that. And um, I'm happy about that because nowadays that's illegal and some people uh, can't get children because of that method. So it's also illegal now. Uh, but yeah, that, that's... Uh, on some point in my life, I was growing three to four centimeters a month. So that was, uh, <laughs> then you every, every month you have to buy new clothes. That's, uh, that's how insane it can go. How was yeah. that at school? Like, what was, was it, was it, was it easy to, to find friends? Were you, did you have lots of friends and it was good or was you the odd one out? Did, did you feel? Yeah, well, my school was uh, really easy. Uh, we had a nice school. There was no, the, there were no uh, real booties there and if there was they they would get rid of by the teachers <laughs> so it was all good and uh, on high school there was no booties either but I was just a very quiet person because I was my 14 year old boy that's two meter six five is uh, is hard because you're already a head bigger than your teachers oh my so it makes you a bit insecure <laughs> and of course I wasn't training so you don't know anything about food and I was really skinny and yeah, I didn't fit any clothes because, the, you know, you have to buy XXL to make the right size. But a 14-year-old kid with XXL, yeah, it, it was all a mess. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. When did you discover bodybuilding? Like when you thought, do you know what? I need to fill out this tall frame. Um, it was probably when I was 19 and very insecure because then I wasn't two meter, but two meter 18. And then... When you go on the street, supermarket, city, everybody is staring at you. So I don't know why, but someday I figured that, okay, I can't change my height, but I maybe can change my appearance. And that's why I started going to the gym. Well, actually, I started going to the gym because of a knee injury. So I had to train my quads to make my knees stronger. Or, and I liked it, being in a gym. And then I guess, like, oh, well, maybe I can also train the upper body. And then uh, I found some, you know, there's like everybody starts on random schedules on the internet. And I already gained 10 kilos the first year. Uh, oh. And that, that, that is very motivating because I already made the begin photo and a year later, like, oh, well, I don't do good because I went from 80 kilos to 90 kilos, which is still very low weight for my height. But it gave me motivation, right? And there was so much to learn because in that first year, I didn't even know what protein was. So... I would go to the gym and then I would go to the snack bar, just eat fries because I was like, yeah, I need to gain weight, right? So I need to eat the dirty stuff. <laughs> and uh, I did that for two years that so I gained 20 kilos. I went to 100 kilos. And after that, it became more serious with the dieting. Uh, you know, like, uh, oh, is that protein? I, I also need protein except of fries. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it was a whole journey. Uh, then I met uh, a friend of mine was already... Uh, bodybuilding competition wise for 10 years so he teaches me all the exercises and a real diet and like every year from 80 kilos to 155 kilos I 
had to improve something each year to keep gaining. And uh, well, as you know, the the higher you get in weight, the slower it goes. So for the last couple of years, I've only gained like two kilos a year or something. But mm. uh, I'm still progressing, uh, even not not in weight, but still in the physique. You still see changes. Uh, for instance, I was 155 kilos two years ago as well, but with a lot high fat, fat percentage. So my body is still improving. Yeah. 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 And uh, how do you find keeping up with the the, the eating? How, mu- how much calories do you consume? Do you know? Well, when I started, I only ate twice a day. And then you started eating three times a day. Eventually, I figured out that my diet was becoming so big. You know, what people say is that, uh, oh, it's ridiculous to eat every three hours or two and a half hours because it's about what you get in the end of the day. But if, if, you're ha- you, if you have this frame, the diet becomes so big that you have to spread it. So my meals are now 60 grams of protein per meal and around 1,000 calories. So I'm around 400 grams of protein a day and between six and 7,000 calories just to maintain the size. There's a whole build. There's a whole build up from. Could you say those numbers again, please? Um, depending on which diet I am, but the minimum is six thousand calories. But I actually lose weight on that. Right. So, so normally I'm six thousand five hundred or seven thousand, depending on the role. Yeah, and people all say, "Yeah, you're crazy, four hundred grams of protein," but people don't understand that you can't just up the carbs and the fats. Um, if you have to eat so many calories, then it would go out of balance. So you automatically upgrade the proteins as well. And your body also can use that as a, as a energy source. So uh, <laughs> it's become very extreme, but I just know that this is the maintenance level. Mm. And, uh, yeah, it's like I said, each year you keep increasing the diet and the trainings and eventually you end up at 7,000 calories. <laughs> That's yeah. what? I'm thinking to myself, like, I enjoy training and I just, I train for me. I train because I enjoy it. And I'm thinking if if you're in a movie and they need you to look a certain way, you have to be very specific with what you're eating and you can't allow yourself to fall, um, I guess, off the wagon, as they say, like, are there certain requirements where they say, all right, you need to make sure that your physique is looking this way. You have to weigh about this amount or anything like that. Or is no, that people are already uh, so surprised when they see my height. I'm the only one that sees the tiny differences in the mirror. So when I had a, a, a role for a boxer, um, I went instead of 7,000 calories, I went to 5,500 and I lost so much weight. Like, eight kilos into one month, I think. Mm. And that was good on screen, right? But uh, my next movie was uh, being in a suit and there's no use of being so much lighter. So I gained back the, I was eight kilos to look more buff into the suit. You know, so that's that's the tiny changes I make. But I know I have no idea if the director sees it or anyone behind the camera. You and me are more focused on the body and the mirror, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, if you play in a Rocky or Creed movie and your the whole movie is about being the boxer, then I, I can only assume they want to see the six pack and everything, of course. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, uh-huh. For me, it's just uh, being the tall, huge guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is interesting because I'm sure that's 
one of the main reasons you're selected for some movies because of your, you know, because of your height. Um, yeah. When did you discover you wanted to be in movies? Like, what was the spark of interest, the aha moment or realization that, you know what, this is what I want for my future? Now you have some free casting agencies you can write yourself in online on, in Holland. And uh, actually, yeah, well, I don't know if, who it was, but he said, uh, why don't you do that just for fun because of your height? And I did, and I did some fun background things in Holland and I noticed that I, I liked the camera and being on set. And the bigger I became, the more interesting it has become because I fancy I got two commercials in Holland and I saw the interest about the height and the, the width that I got. And you see these movies like Troy, uh, where you see Nathan Jones in, who is like two meter five in Enormous Beast. Hmm. Uh, you see the mountain in Game of Thrones and you see these guys who are in suits like the Predators, you know, from Alien vs. Predator who are around two meter ten. Mm -hmm. Like, well, that's freaking awesome, but I maybe have a good starting point because I'm bigger than all these guys. So um, that, that's where it all started, like just a dream of being one time on the movie screen. And that happened with the Kingsman and not knowing that one movie after another would come from that. Yeah. Incredible. Incredible. Oh, well done, by the way. Well done. Yeah, thanks. But that, that whole journey of... Uh, from Holland doing commercials to castings of a movie, that was a total different world and I didn't expect that because I thought it would work just in Holland, like signing up for these agencies. Mm. Uh, um, but you couldn't sign up, these are all agent agencies. So you have to have like an agent. I had to find someone that believed in me and that took me around three years to, for someone that believed in me that nobody understood and I got rejected many times. Yeah, we can see that you're big and tall, but you don't know if you can act, and uh, it's not for us. That was kind of the the, <laughs> the baseline, and I, I wonder if they now see me in all these cinema movies, if they were like, oh, fuck, <laughs> we messed up. <laughs> so I was really fortunate to find my agent who understood that. Uh, let's give it a shot. That's really good. You always hear about that, you know, people who... They try to make it in the movie industry. Um, let's say those that are in US, they'll fly from um, one one part of US to LA because of Hollywood in hope to make it, but they end up just working in a restaurant all their life because they never do. You know, they're trying and trying and yeah. But, but even if they get a, a part, that's what I hear so much when I was in Los Angeles from these other actors I spoke to is that. They can live from it for the money they get from such a role is that they can live from it for three months mm -hmm. but there's no idea if there's the next part or uh, if you have another audition or if you have audition if you will get it sometimes you don't hear anything for a month it's very insecure job so all these people i talk about most of them were uber drivers next to being an actor right yeah. Yeah, and I, I was fortunate enough to build up my workshop muscle meat uh, before i went into acting to always have a base to fall back on. Right. Only I think only the, the top of the top actors have a good life as an actor, or you really have to have something special that you go from job to job. And that is also very hard because mm -hmm. there's so many people that want to be an actor. Right, right. So um, how many movies have you done so far? 
Um, so all my IMDb, but I would guess around six. So we started with the Kingsman, then I went to Gangs of London. It's a it's really a good series. You should see it. Uh, it's like an eight point five on IMDb. Right. Uh, and uh, Black Widow. Then I went to Knuckleghost, which is on Amazon Prime. Uh, then Miami Heat, which was just a small movie in Miami. Just I did it for the fun of it. Mm. And oh yeah, then we did uh, Borderlands with Kevin Hart and Jamie Lee Curtis. It's uh, like a video game. It's going to be uh, released the end of this year. And then um, yeah, we're at uh, Indiana Jones, so seven movies. I'm not <laughs> on six anymore. <laughs> amazing, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it's quite yeah. interesting. Sorry, what was you going to say? Yeah, no, that, that all happened in three years. And actually two years, if you don't count the COVID year, because in COVID there was one year of no castings at all. Mm -hmm. So like seven movies into two years, it's been you know, such a crazy ride from one movie to another. So uh, very blessed uh, with that. Yeah, so <clears throat> the more you get in, the more people see you, the more you, I guess you'd be requested from different... Um, Productions is that is that how it works? You know, yeah. The bigger your IMDb comes, the more trust you get from casting directors. So, oh, okay, yes, already experience on a Marvel movie or you no, know, or Amazon Prime movie. That's what we noticed. We also noticed that you can ask more money, and the more things you have done. Because I'm not anymore just a giant from Holland. But now I'm that guy from Kingsman. You know, for example. It's, mm. That, that works as well. And the thing is, what I noticed, because uh, they told me, for instance, my, uh, I know that the people from Black Widow called the people from The Kingsman to ask, hey, what is this guy about? Is he nice to work on with? It's on set. Can he act? So people talk, and that also helps with the snowball effect. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that's cool. I think um, it's kind of interesting. I went cinema to watch Black Widow, and I didn't. I didn't even speak to you. I didn't have a conversation with you at that time, and I didn't even know you was, you know, um, featured in this movie. You yeah, know? I actually funny story maybe also for the listeners is that I didn't want to take a part in Black Widow, and like how how don't you want to take that part with? The script that we got was so small, it was a one page, uh, just an arm wrestling contest. And I said to me, but I said, if I continue this career, Marvel's like my end goal, you know, like let's build up a career and then knock on the door of Marvel, they need a seven foot two uh, super giant or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> but they're still left in the comic books. Um, so I don't want them to use my face. And my agent said, but we, we have to because um, your IMDb list only has one movie, and if you can get Marvel on it, that will give you more jobs. Like, okay, let's do it. The good thing from that is that uh, I did that scene that you have seen, and uh, the writer and the producer and uh, the uh, director came up to me and he said, uh, "Your scene was so good, but you're so big on the table. We can't just be let you be a normal prisoner. So we want to make you a Marvel superhero." Like. What? <laughs> so they, uh, they said, well, yeah, so we looked up in the comic books and there's actually the Hulk version of Russia called Ursa Major. So he transforms from human into a bear, like the Hulk goes into this green monster. So there's an Easter egg in the movie that when the Red Guardian says my name, he says Ursa. And that's the clue as an Easter egg that I was Ursa Major. That it was really cool that I was really happy that Fancy took that job. Um, 
They also extended my role a lot. From, instead of one week filming, they asked if I could stay two more weeks, but those scenes were eventually not used. Uh, not because they were not good, but the editing room said to me that we, we simply filmed so much that a total of 10 scenes uh, were not used in the movie. So they just had to select. And uh, But it was a great compliment that I extended my role on set because they were so happy. So I was really, really happy that I eventually said yes and not no. <laughs> well, well done. Well done. Well done. Um, yeah, I'm sure that's opened a lot of doors for you for the future. That's for sure. Yeah, and I remember that uh, when they gave me that news about being a super superhero Ursa Major, and I got back on the airport, I was walking and actually got tears. So happy as a little kid, you know, who, who becomes a comic superhero. So it's so cool. God bless you, man. I, I, I feel that. I feel that. I feel that. We're just going to take a short break and return right back. This podcast is brought to you by Magnesium Breakthrough. Magnesium is one of the most essential minerals required by the body. The problem with what we have today is that much of our soil are destroyed, which means deficiency in much of the food which we buy. The level of stress in modern society is more too, which means magnesium depletion in our body. Overall, a large majority of the population is deficient in magnesium and they wouldn't even know. Some common symptoms of low magnesium are fatigue, tiredness for no logical reason, digestive issues, muscle cramps, weak pumps when training, irregular heartbeat, just to name a few. Magnesium Breakthrough has seven blends of magnesium with a precursor to increase chances of absorption. To get your hands on these high quality supplements, visit bioptimizers.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. That website link again is bioptimizers.com and use coupon code SNIPES10 for 10% off. I'm sure on with the movies that you've been in, you probably need to do stunts and, and stuff like that. Do you need yeah. specific training to become a stunt person? I've heard different stuff. <clears throat> yeah, so the Kingsman was all about stunts. Uh, of course, also acting because you're facial expressions and stuff with, but I'm not a stunt actor. So that casting was all about, can he do things we want him to do? Is he not scared? Can he fight? Can he do weapon fighting? Can we learn him in choreography? And eventually, uh, yes, <laughs> because uh, you, you will see the movie. But <clears throat> the thing is that uh, they hire me as an actor, but because they can't find a stunt double, I have to do my own stunts. And what I notice is in the bigger the roles become, the bigger the stunts become and the more dangerous it's become. So I already had to say one time a real no, like guys, if with my body weight and my size, if I fall the wrong way, then I'm probably gonna break something or whatever. Um, sometimes they don't realize that I'm not just a normal size. You know, the harder, the bigger they are, the harder they fall. That's just that's really true. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. The, the, how it normally works is that if you're hired as an actor, for example, 
you pick up the motorcycle, you drive three meters, like three seconds, then it's cut, and then the sun guy jumps on and he goes off the grid, uh, or after uh, jumps off the building with the motorcycle, right? And, uh, not that I'm doing that kind of big stunts, but it, it just shows that how the film industry works, and it doesn't work for me. Right, right. Um, so th- is there like a different kind of insurance for stunt people or something? <laughs> I insured myself in Holland for if I somehow get disabled, that there will be some money for me. Mm-hmm. That's how far I was thinking ahead. Because you have seen, uh, maybe you heard about it, the Resident Evil woman, they, she was riding a motorcycle, and I'm sure I'm going to do that in the future because I have a motorcycle license. And they changed something on set, and she didn't, wasn't told, so she crashed onto it and fell, and she lost her arm. So these things are not jokes. Uh, <laughs> right. um, uh, but uh, yeah, no, that's the only insurance that I did myself. And on set, everything that happens on set, they take, they take care of you. That's what I know. So I, I guess uh, if you injure your foot and you need to go to the hospital all day, they make sure of the bills. Uh, oh, that's, yeah. that's good to know. Well, hopefully you don't need to use the insurance because an arm is missing. Um, but yeah, that's kind of good to know. Um, what was I going to say? Um, have you met um, ne- any negative people whilst you've been on set? Have you, have you come across um, people that you thought, do you know what? I don't really want to work with this person again. You don't need to give any names. <laughs> no, I say names. I already told you that. And they, that's uh, Martha Black Widow called to Kingsman, right? About my reputation. And uh, later I found out why, because I was on um, uh, Gangs of London. And this coordinator told me, I'm so happy that we got you and not uh, Mr. X. Mm-hmm. Uh, because when I worked with him on the last movie, he didn't want to listen. We couldn't teach him anything. He was so arrogant. And which meant that he was happy to work with me because he could see that I was a good listener and exactly did what he wanted and respected him as my teacher. Um, I've seen like 99% of the actors are totally awesome, especially on Indiana Jones. You know, I've become my best friends with Matt Mickelson and uh, Boyd Holbrook and even Harrison Ford is an awesome dude, but I've been on a movie where the main actor, you could see that he didn't enjoy being on set and that he says some things to people and I'm like, holy fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> but it just makes me be sure that I don't, I always want to stay myself. I don't hope that, imagine that if I ever become a really big actor worldwide, um, that I'm not going to be like him. You know, so that, that just reminded me like, okay, you just respect where you're coming from. And you were, I was at the bottom and now I'm here. So it's, it's good to see all these actors, how they behave on set. And uh, yeah, 99% is good. And 1% is like, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. You know, it's, it's interesting because yeah, as, as you start to get featured in more films and maybe at some point, like a main you know, the leading role, you know, um, life will test you and you might find that you need to adjust to this, this new life. And, 
you know, we all change because of our circumstances. And sometimes it's a question of how much do we change and do we change for the good? You know, um, do yeah. you have any measures to help you to maintain grounded as a good human being? Like uh, my girlfriend, she keeps me in control. <laughs> All right. I'm like, I got a good sense of uh, being okay. I mean, uh, just a simple example there. One film set was so warm and the sun was burning that these girls were hired to give umbrellas every time uh, we had a break. And they would just hold it above your head. I'm like, oh, that's very kind of you. And at the end of the day, one of the girls came up to me and said, thank you for being so nice to me today. I'm like, oh, well, why, why do you say that? And she actually cried because she said uh, the other actors were so mean to me. I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> so these things uh, keep you in uh, in, uh, in luck, or do you say it in English? Uh, they, uh, they, they make sure that I stick to reality and, and I don't want to be a diva on set uh, anytime. Yeah, yeah. It, it puts everything in perspective in a way. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, I think we spoke about the stunts. Um, what would you say is your favorite movie you've worked on? You've mentioned Indiana Jones a few times, but what, what would you say is like, oh, there, there was the uh, the Kingsman as well. Like, what would you say? Oh my God, this was- Yeah, to be honest, every it's hard to pick one because every movie had its own charm. Right. You know, Marvel was being the superhero, Kingsman was because my first movie, I guess like, I have to choose the Kingsman because it was my first movie. They gave me my chance. Everything was new. Working with a high-class actor for us, Ray Fiends, for the first time. I think Kingsman will always be the number one special, but the other movies were cool as well. I can't say yet what character I'm playing in Borderlands, but because, but because I'm a video gamer, I play a lot of video games. Uh, that was really cool to be there in uh, that character. So yeah, every movie had its charm, but uh, Kingsman for sure. Yeah, I get it. I totally understand. Um, so you you have an online meat company, isn't it? Is it online? Yeah, it all has to do with why I started this journey. So my whole journey started with being insecure why I started bodybuilding. But food has, as I told you, with my diet, uh, I, I I didn't want to be cooking uh, every day. <laughs> mm -hmm. At least I was, but I got so sick and tired of it. If you have to eat six times a day and six times cut your chicken, there has to be a better way. So together with my brother and his wife, we invented this company that made cooking, uh, so much faster and making the micro, getting the right macros into your meal. So we started muscle meat on the now, and we started with only two orders a day. And we're shipping over 100,000 packages a year now. So it's, uh, it has uh, been crazy, right? And I, after you, and the reason why it's so important for my movie industry is that, yeah, oh, I think I already told that, is that uh, it allowed me to have a backup, but also to go on the road and to see, to find an agent. So flying to Los Angeles, a normal person can't do because you're in the office working for a bus. Doing an audition on a Tuesday afternoon is also normally not possible because you have a bus to work for. So I was very fortunate that we started this idea and which gave me and then the, uh, allowed me to pursue my other career. Yeah, flexibility. So is it um, is it like a, a meal prep company or is it like raw meat? How, how does it? We have everything. So if you really don't want to do anything, we have the high protein meal. So you just put it in the microwave, 
uh, and then you're done. We have the uh, ready-to-eat products, which means we have bags of chicken, vegetables, and uh, carbs, like sweet potato, and just you mix your own meal together, which is ready to eat. And we have the other concept that uh, if you want to make it all yourself, we have the raw products as well. So we're like an all-in, all-you-can-ever-wish-for supermarket for people <laughs> who work on their body. But it only started from three products that were not in the supermarket, and now we have over 250 products. And that's all because people were so happy. We, we just kept for the first five years, every, we always still are, all, every profit goes back into the company. We take a very little salary and uh, we're moving now to a new building and we're expanding so big that our bank account will be on zero again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's, that's how business works. Uh, but it also made me not have an investor, you know? So the bank account that might be on zero again, but if you see what we're building and how many customers we have and that I own with my family 100% of the company, that, that was totally worth it. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, you, you've also got a clothing brand as well, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> that's another story because, um, for, for instance, I'm six months away from home now uh, because of Indiana Jones. And my girlfriend was working in an office and I, and she had this idea um, because I have so much trouble getting jeans and t-shirts my size to start our own company for tall people above one meter ninety. So I think that's six three in uh, foot feet. And um, it will I, yeah, I invested my movie money into that. Um, and uh, that webshop has launched three months ago, tallorigin.com and shipping worldwide and that allows her to travel with me because a web shop you can do online as long as you have somebody that packs it at home so i guess it was one of my best investments ever <laughs> so now i have my girlfriend with me which i've been with for seven years and we don't lose any time because of the movies together yeah that's beautiful so yeah. you have a lot of tall people that is buying from your website yeah it's a niche market but if a tall person finds you, he's, he's so incredibly happy because mm. even, you know, 6'3 uh, or 6'5 or 6'9, you can't go to just a random normal shop. And people of, sorry to say, your size don't maybe might not realize that, but our, our size isn't there in the store. And it makes sense because there are so little people who are so tall that they wouldn't sell it. So we figured that... Uh, yeah, there, that there just needs to be another store online for tall people. Yeah. Mm. So at the moment, we have a lot of jeans and joggers. And at the moment, we're creating the T-shirts and uh, hoodies. And eventually, we want to have everything that we're building up from the ground. And the jeans are already selling great. Awesome. Are, the, are, are your main consumers from the Netherlands or other places like US? So, so Muscle Meat is uh, Holland, Belgium, and Germany. And to origin, uh, because it isn't food, we can just ship it with DHL Express by plane. So even if somebody orders from the USA, he has it within three working days. It's, it's amazing that uh, how the world has become. So <laughs> we can ship the jeans everywhere within three days. It's insane. Yeah, yeah. 
So, I mean, I was uh, working on a film project and there was lots of tall people there. So if you need any... Oh, I should have walked there with my tickets. Hey, Doris, you're the person. <laughs> Gosh, it would have been an opportunity, I swear. Because um, I told you, I was just just around the corner from you at the time when you was working on... Uh, in yeah, because um, yeah, people don't know that we met on Arnold Classic maybe six years ago. And we got in contact again because you heard that there was a giant on set and we were actually filming next to each other but different buildings yeah. on both of the cinema movie. That's, that's crazy uh, how uh, small the world is. Uh, I know, right? I know. It's wild. So what's what's your future plans, would you say, in terms of movies? What's What, what are you hoping for yourself? Um, I always try to have something to wake up for, you know, like why do you get out of bed? And movie-wise, it was always to get one time on the cinema screen, and that happened with The Kingsman. And then I, I reached that goal, so I made another goal, and it was, I said to my agent, I once wanted to be Marvel, and that already became my first movie, so then I had to expand again my dream. And I, that is that I see that my roles are getting bigger and bigger, so eventually I hope to have a main part in a movie. And that's getting really, really, really close. So um, the auditions are already there. Um, so that's that's the the end goal. And uh, I guess, yeah. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And are you thinking about expanding your food company into something else, like having something else on there? Or um, yeah, what would be your, your your future plans for that? Any future more growth on that? Or are you happy where it is? I'm also just going to a new building in two months, and that's going to be so huge that I can actually build my own gym there, and it's, it's going to be a, <laughs> a supermarket with a gym. Uh, so that, that that just keeps growing and growing, and we will see where it ends. Um, the origin just has to expand, and my movie career, I'm uh, it's. If you would have told me this eight years ago, uh, I, had, I had nothing. I was living on a 40-meter Square, square meter apartment with a cat and a bird and a girlfriend <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, yeah coming from there uh, I wouldn't have believed if you told me so uh, it has been a very fortunate road uh, but but also a lot of hard work uh, I mean creating muscle meat was at least 12 hours a day of work and so much stress because the first two years I couldn't take any salary out of it, you know, because I was borrowing salary money from my dad and we already repaid him. And uh, yeah, this uh, was, uh, don't hope that people think that, uh, oh, you're so lucky, you're so easy. Oh, holy shit, it was a long road of uh, stress. <laughs> yeah. Little do people know all the, the groundwork which is required for everything, you know, all the casting you'd need to do, going around to try and find an agent and just building up a company from the ground. Yeah, constantly prove yourself and not disappoint people and the money issues. It's uh, Sometimes I do understand why you can also be happy with a nine-to-five job because after that it's done, <laughs> you know, and you can do what you like. And uh, this lifestyle is... Uh, for yourself because you like to do it the training the eating the three companies the acting uh but i have to look out that you don't get overworked uh, and i don't get overworked at the moment because i enjoy it but imagine that if you don't enjoy it and you spend so much hours and uh, I, I would not mentally be able to do it i guess yeah yeah i totally get it 
a lot of people they somehow do it and complain most of their life but um yeah it's it's great that you're doing stuff that you really enjoy look oliver it's been absolutely incredible thank you very much for your time today is there anything else you want to share um yeah maybe some people are listening who want to become an actor and um Maybe I can give one big tip for it because I get this question a lot of people on Instagram. You know, if, when you're not friends with someone, the messages come in your outbox, yeah. your, your, your requested messages. So I do read them, but it's impossible for me to reply to everyone. But the main question always is how did you become an actor? I think the first tip I can give people is do the small things. Just be background on a movie set to see if, and if you like it and try to be in front of the camera to see if you can put an act together and not be nervous or you really do think you have some sort of talent and then you can skip my three years because I was going to come film festival and writing all these movie people but that's not how it works you have to write the, the film agencies who have agents to get to the movie casting so <laughs> I didn't know that and I, I took a different path you know, like going to come film festival, walk there for four days in the hope that some kind of producer would see me, but that's just not how it works. So I want to give that tip to people. Right. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I hope whoever's watching or listening can take good note. Where could people find you? So you're on Instagram. Are you- I try to make a lot of stories every day on Instagram so people can follow my journey. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, yeah, at the Dutch giant. It's my nickname. <laughs> okay. It used to be my real name, Oliver Richters, but the spelling is very different. So nobody could find me. So the Dutch giant is uh, the easiest I can give you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you use any other social media at all? Or is it just no. in? No, it's too time consuming for me. My, my girlfriend says I have to start a TikTok films because I, there's some tall people that have 10 million followers because they're tall. <laughs> I guess I will start that someday maybe, but uh I'll stay with Instagram for now. <laughs> okay, okay. And your website, so you, what's the one for MuscleMeat? Yeah, MuscleMeat.nl and DutchGiant.com for the supplements and TallOrigin.com for the Tall People clothing line. TallOrigin.com, okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you some uh, discount codes. You can put it in the comment if you like, uh, comment section. Uh, awesome, yeah. Just uh, speak it out now. What, what, what would they be? Um, you're gonna share it. I, I like have to make them still, but let's make oh. it uh, Dutch Giant or so DG ten, DG ten, DG ten. All right, yeah. awesome, awesome, and that's for everything. <laughs> that's for the food and for the clothes. Yeah, sure. All right, awesome. Look, Oliver, it's been absolutely incredible, and we got to get another training session in, man. <laughs> no, absolutely. I'm, I'm still here for five weeks, so I'll see you soon. <laughs> All right, sweet, nice one, brother. You take okay. care. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to the Roger Snipe Show podcast. It is my goal to find incredible guests who have extraordinary stories or advice. Education is key. The more we learn, the more we can also teach. It's also about remaining curious and hungry for knowledge to progress. All sponsored ads and affiliations are from only reputable brands or companies which I have personally vetted and trust. Please take advantage of these codes and subscriptions to increase savings on all products. If you get a moment, 
I would greatly appreciate a review as this helps to increase visibility and allows me to share with more amazing people just like you. Be phenomenal and stay blessed.